0: The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us to this place and for your call on our lives. We pray that uh, even in this conversation that our eyes would be open to what it is that you're doing in our lives and give us a better sense of discernment of uh, where you're calling us and what you're having us do um, even right now. So come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts, uh, plow up our hard hearts that the gospel might take root in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so Stephen, speaking of hell, um, (laughs) just kidding. Um, Stephen, why don't you just go ahead, uh, everybody knows that you are, I think, um, you're our newest addition, you're our curate fellow, you're going to be, everyone's probably going to ask like, oh, well, when are you supposed to be ordained? So let's just get that out of the way, and I'll tell them spring, we're looking at spring, uh, late spring for that, Um, but why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself,
1: Okay. Well, I'm Stephen McCarthy, and I am uh, the curate here, and I'm delighted to be here with you all. Um, I've been here for about, I guess, two and a half months now, so um, it's it's all been a, a delight. Uh, I am originally from the Boston area, and um, it's there's just been a lot to learn since I've gotten down <laughs> here, and uh, I, I I enjoy learning, so so it fits well with the position. So uh, the curate is just basically responsible for learning as much as he can. So uh, I do what I can
0: to learn. Okay, so uh, you grew up in Boston, and then where did you go to undergraduate?
1: Okay, so I I did my undergraduate work at uh, Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York.
0: Um, Vassar grad, show your hands. Okay, uh, okay, and then uh, and then uh, you took a little, you took just a teensy tiny bit of time out after Vassar, and what did you do?
1: Ah, yes. So um, after after college, I worked as a Latin teacher at a boys' junior boarding school in uh, up up sort of north New Hampshire, um, outside of Hanover, New Hampshire, Canada, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> They wouldn't like us saying that. And
0: though. then, uh, but you always had an eye toward going to seminary. And so where did yeah. you go to seminary?
1: So from there, I went on to uh, uh, Berkeley Divinity School at Yale, which is the Episcopal um, sort of sub-seminary within Yale. Um, and that's, that's where I did my, my Master's of Divinity.
0: Okay, and uh, just as a little sidebar, uh, where did you go and study while you were at Yale for a term?
1: I went to Tübingen in Germany, um, and I studied at the Protestant faculty there, um, which was uh, a lot of fun, a, a very different experience, uh, but a very good one. Um, so that was, that was what I spent my middle year doing, so I arrived back and had no idea who were the new students and who were the people who'd been there before, and some people thought I was a new student, and it was just, it was marvelous, you know, so.
0: And so you were at Tübingen in Germany, and um, did it have, uh, what kind of impact did that have on you? We're trying to explain Paul Zoll, um, and so uh, <laughs> he, he was there. So, But tell us about, what was your experience there, and why, why would you want to go to Germany?
1: Well, I think that um, uh, in terms of... Uh, Tübingen is the, the sort of hub of theological study within the German educational system um, for universities. I mean, there are very good faculties elsewhere, but Tübingen really is uh, the place to go, particularly for Protestant theology. Um, the Pope had, had, at that time, Ratzinger, had studied there, and he said that the era was no longer Catholic. So I figured, you know...
0: Good place to go. Good place to yeah. go. <laughs> I get in
1: trouble with I ecumenists here. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a, a terrific place to study. It was the, 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 the seriousness uh, with which folks were approaching sort of uh, systematic theology, which is something I did there, um, was really good. But, the, but just personally, I think it's really valuable to be in a different cultural context. And um, I, I really enjoyed being in a seminary with lots and lots of young pastors, uh, people who were excited about working in the church, And uh, one thing that I really took away from that time was how uh, actually dialogue with uh, the the Islamic faith had influenced how Christians in Germany were thinking about their own faith. Um, There is a huge Muslim minority in Germany. In fact, uh, in 2050, they say there'll be more Muslims in Germany than Christians. Um, And so that makes the Christian church (laughs) think about itself um, differently. And, uh, and I, I think uh, that is a particu- was particularly interesting for me when I was there to think about how is this sharpening our sense of who we are and what makes us distinct and why the gospel uh, is what it is and, and, and deserves our, our fealty.
0: And so before we, we get too far ahead of ourselves, we're going to come back to that, but uh, how you grew know, up in Lincoln, Massachusetts, outside of Boston, and went to Vassar. Yeah. Uh, you, before you were at Vassar, you, uh, you, wh- where did you go to, to school?
1: I went to Groton School, which is a boarding school right, just so Boarding
0: right. school, Vassar, and then Yale, uh, and you became a Christian. <laughs> well,
1: um,
0: <laughs> tell us how you, you came, came to faith.
1: Well, I, I grew up in the church, actually. Uh, my, both my parents were Episcopalians, um, and uh, I would say that – so the church was always just a part of my life. Uh, especially, you know, it, 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 didn't, it, it didn't really matter where I went. Like, I went to a summer camp that was not affiliated with the church, and, you know, on Sundays we just went off, Book of Common Prayer, you know, there you go. And so particularly the Episcopal expression of, of Christianity was just always present. But it, I hadn't made it the center of my life. I hadn't made Jesus the center of my life. And I'd say that um, there were a lot of uh, sort of detractors, folks who said, oh, you know, Christianity, and they had all the sort of silly caricatures of our faith. Um, and I knew they were wrong, but I knew they were wrong because they were stopping too soon with the questions. Um, and it wasn't until I, I went away to school um, at, uh, at Groton that I decided to really put Jesus at the center of my life, and that changed everything, as, as it always does. Um, and that was a church school, so there was a rich pattern of, of, of worship there. Um, and so I, I, I guess that's that's sort of how it how it happened if you will but it doesn't really conform to a ton of stereotypes I guess
0: and so uh, you uh, when, when did you feel called to ordination in the church how did, how did that happen yeah
1: well that that's a good question actually uh, sometimes I wonder yeah, have when, we not <laughs> sorted that out yeah um, I really should have sorted that one out Uh <laughs> Well, I'll, there's two places to start, but I'll go back sooner because I know we want the full story here, right? Nod, give some <laughs> vigorous nodding. Very good. Um, and uh, so, my senior year, was sort of, we called it the sixth form year uh, at Groton. The it was a church school, as I as I mentioned, and the the bishop of Massachusetts came to do confirmations. And they said, well, what are the sort of people who we can put at the table for the for the dinner? Um, with the bishop, who you know, who won't upset him, or you know, <laughs> just be difficult, as you can imagine, students in boarding school can be. Um, and so, I, we, well, what do you ask seniors in, in high school? You ask them where are you going to college, and what are you planning on studying? And so, we were asked this question. We said, "Well, gee, Bishop, we really don't know yet, but thanks for reminding us that we have <laughs> no idea." Um, and what are you studying? And I had been very interested in uh, theology, just as a as a field, particularly you know, sort of coming to make uh, Christianity so central in my life after sort of it being just culturally in the background. Um, so I had been looking at programs where I might study theology, and the bishop afterwards took me aside and he said to me, "Stephen, have have you ever considered ordained ministry?" And I hadn't, but in that moment I told him, "Yes."
0: <laughs> and I. <laughs>
1: And I felt this, like, whoosh of relief, and it was the happiest time I'd had there. I remember going back to the dorm and thinking, you have lost your mind. You just lied to a bishop, and now you think you should be a priest. Um, and so about that lasted about, you know, 48 hours, and then I said, okay, let's just put that behind me. Um, and then when I got off to college, uh, which is a, a whole other story, um, I spent a lot of time working... Uh, with the chaplaincy, the Episcopal chaplaincy there. I arrived, there was a woman in a basement who they hadn't told anything about, you know, the, the you know, how the school worked really. <laughs> and, and I met her and I said, I'm looking for the Episcopal Church of Vassar College. And she said, I am the Episcopal Church of Vassar College. <laughs> and so we celebrated the Eucharist together. And then from there, um, over the course of four years, I, I really worked to build that up. And when I looked at the time that I'd spent in college, and what had really sort of given me life and, and been where I wanted to spend my time, where I felt God was calling me to, it was it was in building communities for the gospel. And I said, "All right, I, I, uh, I guess there was something to that." When I maybe I didn't lie to the bishop, so here I am.
0: So God redeemed that, and yeah. um, and you, uh, so you, you went, uh, you, you took a little bit of time out, uh, and then. Uh, headed off to seminary, uh, graduated, and um, rest, uh, the, the farthest south you've you've ever been before well, coming to Birmingham?
1: Before I came here for the interview, really, I think the furthest south I thought I'd been was uh, into Colonial Williamsburg with my family for a trip. But I mean, they're wearing costumes; it's not so basically you
0: know. <laughs> uh, non-reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never really
1: yeah. been here, but uh, now I am. Okay. So this is my second visit. Everyone's you know been very nice to me. It's good.
0: And how um, how in the world did you end up at the advent? Uh, how did uh, had the advent end up on your radar?
1: Um, well, I, I, uh, Joe Gibbs reached out reached out to me, um, and I think it's actually funny. A little constel- constellation, I guess. Matt Schneider had had uh, had given you folks my name yeah, um, even
0: before we interviewed him.
1: Yeah, which is just That's all right. just comes full circle. Um, but he had gone to to Berkeley with me. Um, he was two years two years ahead of me, and so, um, and that's that that sort of. I, I got an email, and I, I got talking with this parish, and it seemed like just the best place to be, and and uh, and I was very fortunate to be to be called here. So,
0: did you have any impressions of the Advent before, or had you heard of the Advent, or you was kind of or you thought Birmingham, gosh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell. I, I'll say this. I told a friend of mine that I was going. And this actually happened more than once. I said, I'm going to the cathedral in Birmingham. I'm going to accept a call there. And they said, oh, when are you moving to England? And I said, no, Alabama. What? You know, they really couldn't believe that. So I guess England was normal, but Alabama was not for them.
0: Good riddance. Uh, And so, so you really didn't know anything about the Advent until... Uh, you began the interview process, right. and um, and did you talk to anybody else about this? this? is a question I've actually never asked you, but uh, did you talk to anybody else? Like, what did you do on your end in the interview to find out about us? Who did you speak with, if anybody?
1: Um, I spoke with uh, uh, some folks at at, at Yale who um, – this professor is a, a, a mentor of mine and talked with him about different things. I mean, there were also – I mean, there were other places that were, were interested, um, and so uh, – but not it's as attractive. Not nearly as attractive. <laughs> look! Look at this! Look at this uh, assembly. So, did you Google us? How could us? I say no?
0: Did you Google us? Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I, 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 did I need to? It's uh, AdventBirmingham.org, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, mostly I just I just spoke with 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 folks like that, um, and some folks at the Episcopal preaching conference, which was. I, I had this weird experience when I when I came here. I thought I would be the simply the worst candidate ever because I'd been at the Episcopal Preaching Conference for a week. And I don't know if this is being recorded, but I'll tell this story anyway. Um, and so they had paid for my flight down to Virginia for the conference. And then um, I had gotten, uh, you know, you'd arranged my, um, my travel to come to Birmingham. So I flew from Richmond to Birmingham and then Birmingham back to Boston. But I arrived at the airport. You know, you give them your name and they... And 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 then you you know they say oh yes we have a ticket for you here and I said Stephen McCarthy and they said Boston or Birmingham because the, you you know I still had the ticket to go back to Boston I said Birmingham and so I just took that ticket and left the other one and it was it just felt cool that was a terrible story <laughs> <laughs> I can name it when it fails Let's somebody it lost on. money <laughs> <laughs> uh, our
0: chair of stewardship next year Stephen McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, so you, um, w- and when you came, but when you spoke with your professors, what was it, like, what was important to you about where you ended up, especially in, a, in your first place right out of seminary? What were you looking for?
1: Well, I think it, it's a place um, with people you can learn from. Um, and uh, so, so good people, a good uh, biblical focus, you know, um, I, I looked at different, different churches and that was something that really stood out about this place um and uh and so i think I think you know this is this is a place with a lot of people who are really excellent at what they do and and that 's ideal for someone in my position who can you know uh, trundle alongside and sort of ask questions and be annoying so but you pay me for it, so yeah.
0: you and and a couple others <laughs> so um <laughs> <laughs> you, um, so you're you're here. And what what are your impressions of Birmingham and the and, uh, and and the? I know this kind of puts you on the spot because you, I, I don't want you to lie to us. But um, how you feel? You know your impressions you. of Birmingham Was it what you expected? What are some of the surprises? I
1: didn't have a lot of expectations. I actually have been told that it never dropped below like fifty five, <laughs> which I was really worried about. But I'm pleased. I, I felt my ears the other day, and that was a nice reminder of you know walking walking to work um uh, yeah I, I think you know football is huge <laughs> you guys are crazy about football and and that's wonderful but uh i had this i was i was doing a hospital visit in um at st vincent's and and i i i was walking along and and, and i heard a woman say you know, I, could, I would just be fine if I never heard another cowbell in my life. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, this is the strangest thing to have heard. And I, I was laughing. And so I said to the nurses at the nurse's station, I said, um, do you have a music therapy program in this unit? And they just looked, and they, it was as if I had two heads. And uh, and then I explained. And they said, "Um, you know, old Miss. Yeah, that' uh, it, State. Mississippi State. State. Must Sorry, State, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I've got a lot to learn. Um but yeah, so so that's that's uh that's that's just kind of my bumbling self here. Right. So
0: in, what so when you um in when football you football town. So what are conversations like? I mean when I mean when is it a really afford, like how do you actually how do you explain it to somebody back home? About Birmingham? Yeah, and, and the whole SEC thing.
1: <laughs> I just say I don't understand it and it's unbelievable. Um and, and you know and, uh, and it's like a religion, yeah. which, is, which is actually kind of serious.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable, you know, these little itty-bitty towns and, you know, over 100,000 people. I mean, they, they more than double the population on a weekend. <laughs> I mean, so I remember impressive. when um, it was the game that Alabama lost in Tuscaloosa a couple years ago, and I think I've told you this, it was the worst day in church ever. Um, I mean, I, and I've been to funerals at the Advent, and, um, and it was, you could, I just wanted to look at me like, come on, folks, but I knew better, and um, and it was that night where I was going to go to the game, but it was like a 7 o'clock game, and I, the person I was going go to go said, I can't promise you'll be back in time for 7.30 church, uh, and it was because it was something like uh, almost a half a million people came to Tuscaloosa just for the game, uh, just tailgating and... Um, alligator wrestling and whatever else it was they were doing. So <laughs> I haven't um,
1: done it yet, but... Uh,
0: Corndog capital of Alabama <laughs> that time. weekend. So, uh, but anyway, but yeah, so it's, it's serious business and um, uh, you're, you're here now and uh, the idea is that you'll be here two-ish years, uh, mm-hmm. uh, give rather than take really, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that you go on uh, off uh, to somewhere else. What's been your experience in the church, like in Lincoln, and uh, the Advent's an outlier in a whole bunch of ways. Uh, so how do you discern, like, okay, this is this is sort of bedrock stuff that I can take out there, uh, but this is clearly, you know, unless I land at another Advent, which there really isn't one uh, I can take with me?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think we only have one gospel,
0: um,
1: and we either preach it or we don't. And I think that uh, the question is not, you know what is it about the content that should be different? The question is, how can we articulate it to people who hear things differently? Um, and so, uh, I, I did tell a friend when I when I got down here that you know I'd spent so much time in seminary learning how to talk to people who thought they didn't believe in anything, and I would sort of learn how to show them that actually you do believe in things, and some of them are ridiculous. This you know like think about the gospel now. <laughs> um, and uh, so there, there is. So that was something that so that I, I had a lot of training in, and then I got here, and it was like everybody's. So I was really good at explaining when you didn't know what was up, but now I don't. You know, um, people are, are are really in a, in a healthy place in terms of being ready to open their Bibles and to to ask God for um, for the things that they that they need in life, um, and so. Uh, I think it's just a, a process of learning about what community you're in and how you can um, communicate uh, that that one that one gospel we have in in, in that context.
0: And yeah. yeah, the Advent tends to be a place that is a um, sort of an ark of refuge for folks who have been burned by the church. Mm-hmm. They grew up in the church and had a bad experience, whatever that experience might be, and then they um, they come back to the to a place like the Advent. Um, so we we have a little. In the south, it's a little more burned over. You know, most people can articulate the gospel or, or tell us who Jesus Christ is, so they're coming from that point. But what what is it like? I mean, I make it sound like you fell off the moon, but what's it like up north? Um, but what, I mean, is the issue there? Uh, they they kind of get it, but they're reacting to it, or it's just total. I think, ignorant, and the church, yeah. and, and where does the church fit into that? Like, what's the church doing in the northeastern United States?
1: W- right, I, I think that. Uh, among my friends, certainly in college, there were a lot of people who um, who just didn't know the story. You know, they hadn't, I hadn't heard about it. And so their their impression was that it was just a kind of, that, that universal religion of I'm going to behave really well and get rewarded and God owes me type stuff, plus a lot of social issues and things that they didn't, you know, Just in terms like I have to make sacrifices in my life for that. I mean, it's just uh, there's just a there isn't a a real full full sense of the of the of the story. Um, And so that's a great opportunity because um, people can hear the story for themselves for the for the first time and let the the scriptures speak um, uh, that story to them. And it's and it's it's good for all of us to to do that. And I, I think that there are probably a lot more people here who who. Um, not in comparison, but I'm sure there are many people here where if you have a friend and you can sit down with them and hear how they react to the story of what Jesus has done for us, that is so life-giving. It's such a treasure and a gift. And I'm sure there are people in your lives who um, can hear that, that you can have that experience too. But if you're having trouble, just take 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 a flight to Boston. And you'll meet some folks. So.
0: so, and how does the church operate in that context? I mean, do they? Does it operate more like a chaplaincy, like, "Hey, ye, ye few, uh, come worship with us on Sunday"? Or, or how does it manifest it? How does mission manifest itself in New England?
1: I can't. I can't really speak for how mission manifests itself in in the other churches. I mean, I know my own contexts. I know that I went to a school where. Every Sunday, um, students were expected to go to an Episcopal service unless they had a tradition of their own already, and they were going to that um, a
0: non-Christian tradition.
1: Right, or, or, or right. Uh, there were, if, if someone wanted to go to a, a local, you know, Methodist church, I'm sure it would have been arranged. Um, and, and there was a group that went to the to the. Uh, I don't know why that's so amusing. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Roman Catholic s- students would go to go to Mass in town. Um, and so that meant that, that, you know, in high school, that was a conversation. It didn't mean that everybody got what was going on at all, but it meant that it was, it was a topic that we all had in common. Um, and certainly when I got to, when I got to college, um, I just, with, 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 with the Episcopal Church at Vassar, which I helped sort of revitalize uh, during that time, there was a lot of parties and croquet, and, and, and I'm not being flippant, these were I really did play a lot of croquet in college. I don't <laughs> didn't mean to share that. Um, but the the good thing about all those things is that there are times where you can talk to people. I mean, a croquet game you're stuck. You know, you've got to get the ball through the wicket, and you you chat with people and you get to know them. Um, and so, getting ourselves out there where people could come in and and learn, um, and so and, and 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 give, and just be a part of that community. Um, I think the, the trick is just lowering the threshold to make it really easy for people to get to know us and to have conversations with us about, uh, about Jesus in our lives and how important that is and, and how it's changing our lives. You know, he, he's changing our lives um, even now. Um, so uh, that, that community, we would have a place that was just a, we called it free-for-all, where we just gave without any expectation of receiving. It would just be a dinner. People would come. And, um, and then there was a, a service on Sunday. We started up Sunday worship in the school chapel for the first time in several decades. Which <laughs> um, and, uh, and then there was, there was a little bit of bridging between those two groups. But, uh, you know, it was fascinating. I don't know if you've all been reading uh, about uh, universities and how many administrators they have and how uh, – Yale now has uh, more administrators than teaching faculty. Uh, yeah, so um, so you wonder, you know, uh, they're all there to support the students, presumably, and the faculty and everything, but, uh, you know, when, when kids, and Vassar had a, a lot of people like that, and they were great people, they were su- supportive people, but, you know, when, when a girl got arrested for shoplifting, she went to us and to the chaplain because that was who she trusted. And even though they, you know, the college was spending you know, thousands on all these other places, um, you know, and all these services for people when they were in, kids when they were in trouble, it came to us. Um, and so, you know, and, and when the drug addictions got out of control, they went to the chaplain. And so, time and time again, it's the church. I think people recognize that there's something about how Jesus makes us servants that makes us more approachable than people who are professionally. There for us, um, but that's not a fully developed thought. So, think about that and tell me what I should think.
0: <laughs> so, what are some of your passions? Um, you know, what do you what do you really like to do? What are the th- like? What are the things that that get you geared up?
1: Um,
0: <laughs> not just in work, but also in life.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know, I, I have a life.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I. I I, um, I really like to argue. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to say that because I thought it would make the impression it just did. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I did a lot of debate in, in college. And so I, I just, I like to sort of uh, talk with people about, about things and, and, uh, and, and kind of, you know, just, just have those kind of conversations. Um, that's still a part of my life. I played squash in college. Um, i w- I was told there were squash courts down here um by someone
0: yeah.
1: um, but uh,
0: squash patch i think is yeah, what they yeah, I is, think
1: uh, that was a miscommunication <laughs> uh, I have my racket so if anyone has a court in your basement uh give me a call' I'd say, um
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and uh, martin Cl- martin are you here Where's was martin martin 's pretty decent oh well, squash but he can play squash so good, find Martin good well we 'll
1: have to find a court um, <laughs> And, uh, I, I mean, I, I grew up sailing, um, skiing, lots of things that you don't really do in Birmingham, Alabama. But, uh, but no, I mean, uh, those, are, those are some of the things that, that, that excite me, I guess.
0: And what about here? Uh, well, not just here, but in, in, your, in your calling, like the things that you particularly enjoy?
1: Well, I, do, I just, it is, I, I think worship is just amazing, um, I think the deepest experiences that I've and it's very trendy to sort of say I had a great experience of God outside of worship and look at how progressive I am. I have amazing experiences of God in the worship we do in the church. Um, and so that is something I, I, I just take with immense seriousness. Um, and uh, <laughs> I also, I, I really love um, creating communities for the gospel. I love sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, and that—that um, that was what I did in college, um, and that's sort of how I ended up here, um, and not specifically here, but but just you know as a as a, although that was a factor, of course, <laughs> um, but as someone um, on, on the path to ordained ministry. So I think um, giving people a chance to hear what God has done for them uh, and to have a relationship with God is just. Uh, that's the, that's the most awesome thing you could you can do.
0: Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open it up because last time with Matt Schneider we we kind of got uh, behind uh, on on time. But also what I would say is that Matt preached Matt. Sorry, Stephen. Stephen preached last week at the five o'clock and uh, did a, a really remarkable job. I was a little nervous at first uh, because he used uh, a particular style that. Um, Joe Gibbs started looking for the defibrillator, um, uh, but um, uh, it was very funny. Joe was watching me out of the corner of his eye just to see how far I slid down into the chair before recovering. Uh, but it was—I'm glad uh, you told me to scratch. The yeah, I mean, as you that's right. Good suggestion. You know. Knowing the devil already told you this, it was a good sermon. Thank you. Uh, so right,
1: I've been uh, taking uh, compliments for Matt's sermons from people in the parish. That's hilarious. I, I just I just accept them because he's a great preacher, and I'll just say. Oh, wait till you so when you
0: preach on a Sunday morning, and you're not the preacher, and they walk out and they say that was a fine sermon. Like, what? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Yeah, Matt. Matt. Yeah. I, Matt gets great. Comp- he, I get them all the time for him.
0: So yeah. Well, good, good, him. good. All right. Who wants uh, Who wants to ask uh, Stephen, our missioner from New England? Any questions?
1: What about your parents? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I have parents. Um, I, I love them very much. Uh, what can I say about my parents? Uh, my mother um, was a, a musicologist, um, and she taught she taught music in in, in schools, and then um, I came along and became her full time job. <coughs> Which has not changed, uh, and uh, I love her very much. Uh, and my uh, uh, my father was in finance; he was uh, he did uh, emerging markets, um, so he traveled the globe. Growing up, my father was all, always in you know Kuala Lumpur or you know uh, just virtually everywhere: India, Sri Lanka, Israel, just South Africa, Mexico, Brazil, um, Malaysia, and so I had a map. I'd go. And, and I'd and put a pin on the map, and then he would call, and I learned all about time zones. And so so uh, I think one thing that, that I got out of that experience was also a sense of, of how global our faith is, um, and that you know, wherever my father went, he was uh, meeting other Christians and, and worshiping with them. Um, and so I grew up with that as a, as a, as a really important part of uh, my development. Oh, those are my parents. I have no siblings. Just throw that out there. I'm, I'm going to start answering questions you're not asking until you come up with better questions.
0: <laughs> uh, don't want to put you on
1: the spot. so uh, I'm here. This is the spot. That's Just the spot. go for it. <laughs> you know, oftentimes when you uh, come in with uh, a few expectations and few understanding of, of, the, of, the, of where you're going, um, if you've got some maturity, uh, you can – start to pick up on some things pretty quickly, and they turn out to be actually really helpful and yeah. really clear. Uh, yeah. Talk to us as a church body of some things you may have, have noticed about this place, uh, some possible blind spots or opportunities for growth that oh, uh, just because we're too close to it, we don't see it. Yeah, That's a great question, and I think that that's one of the, the benefits of, of a position like mine. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a question I'd be better prepared to answer, in, in a little, little longer. You know, I, I just don't think I've been here long enough to make a really clear pronouncement about y'all have to do this. That was the first y'all. <laughs> I, that was my first y'all with you all. I shared that special moment here at the Advent. <laughs> You mentioned lowering the threshold. Can you tell us what you think that looks like? Yeah, what does that look like? Well, I think it's about, about being in touch with people and being there and being the kind of person where people feel like they can ask you about your faith. Um, you know, the, the 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 crazy thing about just that little free-for-all program, people would come and they'd get food. And it wasn't prayer and pizza, which was what the Roman Catholics were doing, which was sort of great because you could call your parents, I went to prayer and pizza, I miss Mass, but, you know. Okay. And uh, and sort of check the box. It was why are you doing this? And they said, well, you know, the scriptures tell us to give without any expectation of receiving. And isn't that a different way of encountering the authority of scripture for the first time? As as this is a gift, as opposed to this is something you shouldn't do because of the authority of scripture. Now, scripture will tell us the things we shouldn't be doing, but um, I think I think that um, I think that's that's kind of what it's about. It's about finding opportunities where people can can ask us where we th- we're available and we show that that we're giving people and we're not trying to form everyone into our image we want to find how the relationship that we have with God has let has sort of let out of the box the divine image in us at our best moments and goodness knows those are <laughs> few and far between at least for me um, but similarly what we're what we're inviting people into is the opportunity to let the divine image, out, not be molded in our image. Where do you find yourself on Saturdays at ten in the morning? Uh, well, I—that's—that's uh, that's good. Question. I go there? to the library. You're making me sound like a nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why uh, <laughs> people get that impression. Uh, but I go, I, yeah, I go to the the, the public library uh, and uh, and do some reading over there and and. Uh, and that's fun.
0: So. But you you, you Swing decide. by sometime on a Saturday morning
1: and we'll have a big party there. I mean, one of the
0: interesting things about Matt, I'm sorry, Stephen. Um, it's okay. I,
1: I take that as a compliment every time. So
0: what's your favorite thing about Holly? Um, <laughs> uh, the thing about Stephen is uh, he decided uh, to live downtown. Uh, so when he was like, well, I'd like a little more urban context. I'm like, all right, well, well South Side is great. And, uh, and he's like, no, really. Um, so you're, you're yeah. to, what was the what was the building? What it, what I, I live it? on
1: First Avenue North, um, uh, corner of Nineteenth and First.
0: At the bus station.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's an apartment building there, um, <laughs> and uh, it's a. Uh, I, I love it. I walk in. I think it's really you know we're in a in a every time every every couple of weeks you know there's something new opening. I, there's always activity downtown. There's a lot of exciting stuff, and we're a downtown church. Look where we are, you know. So um, I thought it would, it would be a, a great opportunity to live there, and um, I have some friends from my building. Who, you know, there are a lot of folks who are sort of young professionals who, who live downtown, and, and I really like that. And I think, um, you know, it's just an added bonus that, uh, that it happens to be so close to work, and uh, and then I think it, it, and that it, and then it sort of jibes so well with, uh, with just being here as a church of the downtown area. So it's my sort of privilege to be the, the clergy person is here all the time.
0: It's nice to call you and say uh, uh, someone someone so left their purse at the church. Can you just swing by? Or... I,
1: I don't actually have the alarm code, so. You know it, neither do I. I yeah. <laughs> so don't 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 call us. Is what we're saying.
0: Okay. Stephen, where do you see yourself? Where would you like to see yourself in ten years in your ministry?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think it's it's funny how the spirit works and, and where God calls us. Um, but I think uh, I, I I just I think there there is a context. There's from, up up north is this attitude that like the church is in decline and you know there are people who need to kind of help it shut down gently and stuff. And I just don't believe that for a minute. And so I would love to. Um, Show, to show, to, to sort of, to be, to be in that context and be up in, and and be involved. I mean, that, that's my home. You know, that's that's where I'd love for people to, uh, to to come to, to to know Christ and 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 see how God changes lives in in that context. So, um, I think, uh, you know, whether that happens in an educational context in a school, I, school chaplains were a big part of my development, um, or in a parish. I think that. Uh, I, I just want to find places where uh, people think the story's over, and it's not. And, you know, so how many times have people thought the story of our faith is over? And it never is. We're here today, and um, and I just have a great faith that, that that's where the exciting and fun stuff happens, which isn't to say that it's not happening here. Because, frankly, a lot of people think it's over down here, too, or it's just a matter of time. And it's not. God's going to be good, and God's going to be with us Um from this day forth and forevermore.
0: So. Hail State! All right. uh, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's for Michael. All right. Well, uh, Let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, we give you great thanks uh, for sending Stephen to us, and we pray that by the ha- power of your Holy Spirit, you would continue to sustain him, uh, that his time here at the Advent uh, would indeed be a time of uh, growth, and a uh, blessing, and Lord, uh, the same for us uh, here at the Advent, and Lord, that uh, you might continue to raise up more Stevens but to take up the mantle of responsibility uh, to lead your church, uh, which ultimately we entrust to you, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.